Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Off topic, but vaguely on the topic of the news, how drunk do you think Joe Merrick has to stay for the next week in order to uh, stay sane? <laughs> Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! The Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 378th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, joined by the fluffiest of all the Whimsicots, the fluffiest Whimsicot. Well, I feel like that was somewhat redundant, but hello, everyone. No, no, it's not. You did it to yourself with your name. Uh, and then, of course, we've got, well, of, I say of course, but we've got we've got returning youngin, uh, Linian. I can vote and drink. I'm not that young. I can vote and drink and and have can a soda you drink, pop. Though? I I mean I can drink, I don't drink, In but Canada, I can go maybe. to a bar. <laughs> no, <I> can, <laughs> how old do you think I am, Whimsicott? <laughs> I don't know. You told me a certain age a while ago and I went no. with it, but baby you were lying. I was joking. I, I have <laughs> no concept of years, to be fair. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. A nonsensical name I came up with in 2007. But, of course, we're the Pokemon podcast that talks everything from the video game to the trading card game occasionally. We've kind of we've kind of stopped doing that recently because everybody's tired of Tag Team already. It just came out, like, less than a month ago. Everybody's tired of the cards. And you, uh, we talk about things like Pokemon Conquest. It's really fun. I'm just going to use Pokemon Conquest forever now because it's just like, it, it is actually like a really niche game. It's a good reminder for me to actually play the copy I own. It is a solid game. I think Pokemon Conquest is one of the best spin-off games, but I digress. Uh, welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back if you're old. Uh, we had a huge spike in downloads last week, so if, if you guys are back and you're here, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, today we've got excellent. We're going to chit-chat here for a little bit, but then we're going to break into some news, talk about what's going on in the Pokemon world. Then we're going to be going into a, a short little uh, trivia segment where we quiz the co-hosts on Pokemon stuff. Just it's It's a fun little game. And then, of course, we've got the topic where we're going to be discussing today. We're going to talk about how Pokemon games have been announced in the past and what we expect from this Pokemon Day that's coming up. Because Pokemon Day is coming up. We know there's a game being made and a lot of hype in the community is happening. And I just kind of want to brace ourselves because like, it could be either the best or the worst thing that happens. I feel like there's no middle ground, but I'm going to try to make a middle ground. Uh, then we're going to wrap up the show with our Pokemon of the episode where we break down a team based around a certain Pokemon that we build each week. And then we actually give away that Pokemon to our patrons and to our fans. So keep a lookout for that on our social medias. And then we'll end the show with our mailbag segment where we read listener emails. 
So yeah, uh, but other than that, how was Pokemon Conquest for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, TBD. Yeah, TBD. you should play it. That. We both need to. Is the thing. This is the the one podcast set that doesn't have at least one player of Conquest. Uh, I don't know if that's true. The funny part is, I have owned it for two years and I haven't opened the case yet. Really? Wow. I absolutely believe that somebody like Bo hasn't played it, mostly because Bo's just adverse to Fire Emblem. <laughs> yes, he is. He just doesn't like Fire Emblem, and that's literally just Pokemon Fire Emblem. That's all That's all Pokemon Conquest is. Which is the great part about it. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I've got to do something until Three Houses comes out. I don't know how that's going to go, but I don't want to get into that too much. <laughs> and... I really want to see, I don't know, I'd love to see, like, an actual Pokemon Fire Emblem crossover, like, a real one, because I think the Dynasty, I think I think Fire Emblem Warriors was done really, really well, and more so than Hyrule Warriors. I think Fire Emblem Warriors was done really, really well on the Switch, and I would like to see some kind of, like, Pokemon Fire Emblem crossover. Give it to me. Put that in my mouth. Like, a real legit one. Like, give me Marth, but he's just like, I found this Piplup. And Marth's running around with a little Piplup. I I would be so okay with that. (laughs) Like, just make it like a fan service game on both sides. That's all you need, right? That's all all Pokemon has ever needed to sell. I mean, let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. That's that's all that is. Let's go Marth. (laughs) Let's go go Marth and let's go, I don't know, Krom? (laughs) Well, right now, like, Fire Emblem's in, like, this weird place. Where it it got super successful with Awakening. I think Conquest, and we're not just Conquest, but I should say like Awakening. Fire Emblem Fates did really well as well. I do think the remake that just came out, um, I forget what they called it. That one didn't do as well as the rest of the Fire Emblem games, and understandably so, because it kind of started the break from that mold that Awakening and Fates used, that formula that Awakening and Fates used to do very well. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of apprehensive about I mean, this, we're talking about Fire Emblem on a Pokemon podcast, so I don't want to go too far. But Bo is going to hate us. Uh, absolutely. But, like, three houses I'm a little worried about. I'm just... Because they're definitely breaking from convention again. I just want to know how far it goes down the rabbit hole. And I, I yeah. just want to see that. It's going to go pretty deep, I think. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical and worried. Because the one, the one thing that kind of set Fire Emblem apart from other JRPGs uh, type deals was that it was more of a simplified format and that like, oh, we already selected the classes for you. Granted, they gave you like the class change seals and everything that you could use, but nobody used those. At least you had like a starter class that that person was proficient at and maybe there was a slightly more optimized class they could be in, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And that I think if they get rid of that, I'll be really, really worried. <laughs> I'll be really, really worried. But okay, back to Pokemon. The only real Pokemon stuff I've been doing this week is a combination of running that PTU cast that we have, which you all should subscribe to. And uh, I've been doing Draft League prep, because that's upon us. It will have happened. Prep. Do you guys even know Draft Order yet? I guess Draft is yeah, this no. weekend, and by the time this show's over, dra- I keep forgetting that, because I'm moving this weekend, and we had scheduled the Draft this weekend, but I did not know I was moving. And so everything got shuffled around. I said, "Hey, if you guys want me to stream it, you need to uh, you need to move the draft." Uh, thankfully, Geo and Claude. I mean, this has already happened after this show's over. They they took up the reins and they said they were going to do it on Sunday, which helps me out significantly um, with the move and everything because uh, we're recording this for. I'm going to break the fourth wall for you guys on Friday night on the 22nd. This is typically a day ish earlier than we usually record, mostly because as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to tear down my computer and my entire setup. And I'm going to just 
take it on over to the new house. But I'll have a really cool studio, and I've got like this cool basement space that I might decide to turn into a studio one day. Ooh. I haven't quite decided. I'm pretty excited though for like new space. Because the one that we moved into, like temporarily when we moved over to uh, the new job, definitely wasn't uh, big enough for what I'm doing. But yeah, Draft League preps it out really rough. Also, if you want to learn more about Draft League and how to prep for Draft League, I think Tup did an interview with Claude Nine on the website that was actually really, really informative. It was amazing. I read it this afternoon and I was blown away by how much Draft League wisdom can be contained in just a simple page. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Like Tuppet definitely isn't like, I mean, he's, he's a good player. Um, he definitely, I, I, his record's not great, but I don't blame that on him entirely. I blame that on the caliber of player in the draft leagues that he participates in. Yeah. It's definitely a higher than average caliber. So I, like you could say, Oh, he was, he's really bad in NPA, but he's really good in Puckle probably. <laughs> like. That's just something to keep in mind. Like, Tuff is still a good player. Like, yeah, he, he didn't do well in NPA, but you know who else is in NPA? Like, A-Drive. And that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. So definitely take his wisdom. He's been through his run of, like, real draft leagues. Our draft league is real as well? It, it is real. It is real. I would say, I, I guess I guess the word, it maybe real's the wrong descriptor. I would say more prominent. Real as in, let's get real about it. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's going to be great. I, I'm looking forward for that to be on the YouTube. I'm not, for reasons. I, I understand why. I understand why. But <laughs> now, the YouTube's doing really well, though. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to the Puckle YouTube already, you can, you're missing out on all of our cool tournament action. Oh, yeah, man. I have to battle for my UUTC yet this week. I haven't done that yet. I think I'm the last match in the top cut that hasn't been done yet, and the rest of them are waiting on me and Rotted to play. Mm-hmm. Mm, very possible. I think that's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very possible. So I told Rotted we'd play on Sunday night. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, we're battling uh, in Upple this week. We're battling um, Ash from, I. oh, my gosh, I forget which podcast already. Uh, I believe it's one of the Pokemon Go podcasts. I think it's like Pokemon Go something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me get it before I forget. But yeah, that's happening this week. So if you guys are following Upple, you guys can go and do that. This is a good place to switch gears, though. And we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the news. So let's queue up that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. It's just in. And welcome to the news. The news has some things in it. I mean, it's mostly Pokemon Go right now. First of all, we have the next Pokemon Go Community Day announced is Trico. It's going to be happening March 23rd. And everybody's like, man, I wonder what that super special move is going to be because we obviously don't know that it's going to be Frenzy Plant when you evolve it into Sceptile. <laughs> the mystery. Oh, it looks like they uh, they changed the time, though, for it. It's going to be running 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Which is going to be a giant mess, I imagine. That is going to be a giant mess. So I can see this being an issue. In So this is just like a personal story because my family owns a farm in Indiana. And for those of you unfamiliar with the state of Indiana, the state of Indiana did not have uh, daylight savings time until, uh, when was it? Until I was 16, so that was 11 years ago. Oh, they they just recently went on daylight savings time, and 
part of that was a really big problem because they because Indiana's kind of like on the latitude line where central and eastern time zones are split. Yep. And so what they did was they go, hey, every county in Indiana, pick which time zone you want to be in. Oh, no. And if three of them to the west of you choose to be on eastern time zone and you choose to be on central time zone, too bad. And so it, what that ends up doing is along the uh, along the western edge of Indiana, there's a collection of counties that are on the central time zone. And it's very much so just like the counties that are very close to Chicago and it, it, it a few a little farther south on the Illinois border. And so my family owns a farm in Indiana and that farm is located on the uh, located on a county line road and on one side of the county line it is eastern time and on the other side of the county it is central time and so I mean the joke has always been like on New Year's Eve because we'll typically spend New Year's Eve out there is to uh, celebrate in the house once and then go across the street and celebrate again at one o'clock. <laughs> And that so is beautiful. And so it, it I mean it's a huge problem. Uh I can imagine this like if you live in one of these areas, like if you live near a state line, granted I don't think there's a lot of population near state lines or you're going to have these time changes occurring. I think because those are typically like rural areas for the most part, so it might not be a problem, but like if you're a go player that goes and does stuff like that, I think you might have some issues. Just just throwing it out there. I I do like that it's 3 to 6 p.m. local time though, because then I don't have to do the calculation in my head. And three to six is a good time. I prefer that to the two to five that I've been doing in Eastern time. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I like that because it's just like, okay, end of the day. Let's go play some Pokemon Go. And then when I'm done, dinner. Boom. Yeah. So far here in Italy, it's been like 11 to 2 p.m. So mm-hmm. it's like right across lunchtime. And whenever I wanted to do a community day seriously, I never managed to get lunch, which wasn't very healthy. So... Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I really do like this being like a 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. thing. It's a really cool thing. We stretched that news bit for way longer than I thought we would. Well, there's really not a whole lot else, so... Uh, Pokemon World Championships got its dates announced today in that it will be in Washington, D.C. as we knew from August 16th to 18th, taking place at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center. So you can definitely go and do that, as well as we got the official announcement, even though we declared PuckleCon 5 taking place at North American Internationals from June 21st to 23rd at the Columbus Convention Center. We declared that last week because of leaks. Um, they officially announced that that is exactly what is happening. And Whimsicott is blind plane tickets. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. So if you want to go, it's always a good time just to go to uh, Nationals. We have They have a lot of fun side events. It's just a really good time overall. I really enjoy doing it. I'm really curious as to why they moved it from the 4th of July weekend they've had for like ever to this. I, To be fair, I'm a fan because I don't have to blow my 4th of July weekend on going to a Pokemon tournament. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I, I am very curious as to why they made this move. Uh, but it'll be fun nonetheless. I, I'm excited to see anybody that shows up. And if you show up, just let me know. We might do a live podcast in some kind of setting, but we'd have to find the space for it. And I don't know what's going to happen with that just yet. So we'll we keep we'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. So I that that's it for the major major news. Uh, if you're still playing Pokemon Go and you made the mistake of not joining the Puckle team uh, in Team Instinct, uh, you can go get the Trainer Medallion for a thousand coins, and you get, you're allowed to do this once a year. I like that they did the once a year thing. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of the once a year thing, so that we don't have people constantly changing teams. But it's really nice just in case like, oh, my kid tapped the blue team and I was on the red team or something like that. And your kid wants to switch the teams. Then you pay your 10 bucks and you go get your your trader medallion. Or if you're sublime. 
But he'll never, never join us. He'll never leave and join Team Instinct. He's he's accepted it. He's just accepted it. Yeah. In other news, by the time this is already over, Clam Pearl came out in Pokemon Go. You missed it. It's already over. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we also got the uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu cards. Uh, there's only like 12 cards. No, 26 cards in this set. I'm mistaken. There's like only 26 cards in this set. And it's pretty much every Pokemon that they're just going to like push in the movie. Because I think right now we've got Pikachu, Psyduck, Charizard, Mr. Mime, Jigglypuff. And who's the other one I'm thinking of? There's another one. There's another card. Arcanine? Slacking? No, no, it's not Arcanine or Slacking. There's another. It's all done in the art of the Detective Pikachu movie. I think it's kind of cute. I, I think they're all Gen 1 Pokemon as of right now, though, which concerns me because it's just like, come on, can we just not pander to Gen 1 for once? They were doing such a good job. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. But I think that's uh, that's mostly everything other than the fact that Pokemon Day is happening this week as well. And to celebrate that, actually, Twitch is bringing back more Pokemon anime. And from February 27th to May 5th, we'll see if this is actually the length of time it'll be. Um, Twitch Presents will air Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Black and White, and XY series episodes with select movies. And Pokemon Center website has added some Pokeball-centric uh, merch as well for Pokemon Day. I'll have to go check that out because uh, they own me. They own me. So, like, I'm going to buy it, right? Like, <laughs> uh, like uh, they just own me. I, I buy way too much stuff from Pokemon Center. But that is uh, that is it for all the big news. Like we said, PuckleCon is happening. So if you want to go check that out, maybe you want to find somebody to help you room with, you can check out our Discord. We have a new channel there so you guys can talk about it. Um, we made the rule of just trying to make it for rides and lodging, but we already made we already broke all those rules. So... Uh, you can go check that out, though, if you want to get try to find like a roommate for PuckleCon or something like that. It's a great place to do it. So I guess that is it for the news then. And we'll kick it on over and switch gears to uh, Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz. Puckle's Poke Quiz is, is the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means they can't use the internet or anything. they got to use what's in their heads. They're going to get roughly a minute to answer each of these questions. Linian and Whimsicott are going to be operating together as a team today trying to answer these questions. They are competing against their fellow co-host in a race to 30 points. First co-host to 30 points wins $20 to Public. They're going to have five questions to try to answer. They have a hint that they can use to help them answer these questions. One of these questions will have a bonus point, and they will also, uh, if they get all the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible maximum total of seven points today. Like, it's actually still pretty close, like everybody scores. So it's kind of anybody's game at this point. This segment, though, of course, is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com. You can go over there and check out some cool Pokemon art. And like Bo said last week, they got some cool Pokemon stuff like the Professor Oak, I want you to be a Pokemon trainer poster. So definitely go check out AnimeGravy.com for that. And then these guys are going to fight it over. Who gets that $20 of sweet, sweet T Public credit? So if you guys are ready, I've got the questions. We are ready. I'm very ready. So all of these questions are provided to us by our fans over on our Discord server. So if you want to drop those in, we've got a trivia's channel over there that none of these co-hosts can see, but you can see. So drop in your trivia. They've been having cool little discussions in there, too, like just festooning trivia, which is really cool. 
to read. So I would also suggest just going through and reading it. I am sad that I have to miss that. Yeah, advertise something I can't buy, why don't you? Exactly. It's, this is the, With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> but here we go. All right. So our first question, I think this is kind of a softball. What is the only way to obtain Lapras in Generation 1? From a guy at Selfco? I'm panicking because I'm thinking, is that right? Or is, I mean, it has to be right. <laughs> It It is right, like, once you liberate the building from Team Rocket, a guy on one of the upper floors tells you, oh, this Pokemon is going to be much better off with you. Here's a Lapras. I, it's so obvious I'm second-guessing it, but I think you're right, so I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> that is correct. It is a gift in Sylphco. That is the only way to get one. The the fun fact that goes along with this, though, is that in Fire Red and Leaf Green, they actually opened up a way to catch it in the Safari Zone or something like that. So you can actually catch it in the remakes and not just get it from the gift opportunity, which is really interesting. But that's one point for you guys. We're just, we're just tossing off those softballs. All right. So our next question. Remember Meverse? Well, Pepperidge Farm remembers Meverse, and so do our fans on the Discord. Oh no. What was the first and only Pokemon game to support Meverse on the 3DS? Why you do me like this, Thatch? It's not me, it's the fans. Uh, sure, but you picked it. Yes, I did. So, uh, okay, so what was on it? You said on the 3DS, right? Yeah, he On did. the 3DS, and not on the Wii U. I want to make that clarification because, like, you could like say Pokin has uh, has integration. So the only spinoffs because it's not a main series game. Yeah. The only spinoffs that came out on the 3DS were like Art Academy. Was there like a Troze game? Um. Well, we had Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. I think was a 3DS title. And technically, I think Pokemon Rumble World and Pokemon Rumble World's graphics were very Meverse adjacent. But honestly, I don't even know if it's worth using our hint here because we are... I am going to need an answer. Wait, 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 wait. That should continue, but I think I had a remembering. Okay, go ahead. There were other games that came out, but they were remakes or not. Re- they were ports. Didn't no, because then wouldn't have, that would have been continued with like Crystal or something. I am gonna need an answer. Uh, Do you want to use our hint, Linian? No, because I feel you would use Meverse to share content. Oh yeah, okay. I've got to. Do you want to just guess Art Academy? Because yes. it's either that or we use the hint. I think that was the hint. Oh, was that the hint? Okay, I didn't give it to you officially. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Art Academy. <laughs> Final answer. Art Academy is correct. It is Pokemon <laughs> Art Academy, so you can share your cool little artsy projects. There you go. All right, so question number three, and this is kind of just like a little factoid, a little nugget. So the next two questions are going to have to do with Pokedex height. And so I want to know, who is the tallest not fully evolved Pokemon? Is it Onyx? Probably... Because I know Steelix is, like, one of the tallest Pokemon, period. Uh, yes. It's only marginally shorter than Alolan Executor, like, by inches? Yes. And the other things that are very, 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 very tall 
are like all fully evolved because they're like Mega Rayquaza, Alone Executor, Waylord. So yeah, Onyx sounds like a great answer, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that's that big. Maybe no, no, because that's smaller. Is Onyx your final answer? We'll go with Onyx. Yeah. That is correct. Onyx stands tallest among the not fully evolved Pokemon at a solid 28 feet, 10 inches. Good job, Lanyan. In freedom <laughs> units. In freedom units? Oh, God, that I believe they're called Patriot Points. We're going to keep giving you some more goodies about Pokemon height. And so uh, this next question actually has four and a half-ish answers. I'll explain why here in a minute. Uh, I only need you guys to give me two of the answers for two points. If you want to go for all four and a half-ish, you can uh, You can get bragging rights, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> our next question. What Pokemon shrink in Pokedex height upon evolving? So, Cosmog to Cosmoem, it gets smaller. Yes. Um, that's one. It's four and a half because one of these is a mega evolution, by the way. Oh. oh. Does does Shelmet get smaller when it evolves to Excelgar? No. Okay. Pokemon that shrink. I know Cosmoem does because it condenses down. Yes, Cosmoem is one of those very, very, very small Pokemon, like the four-inch tall yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, and it's super dense. Yes, because it weighs as much as Celestela and it's only as big as a Flababy. Right. What other things get smaller? Oh, there are so many Pokemon. What about things that, like, go (laughs) anti-snake? Like, is Dragonite smaller than Dragonair? Yes, probably. That's a very good point. Okay, so let's keep these two and find another one so we're sure. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) So, things get get tiny. Is there a... Bug type or something? Like I am gonna need your answers here. You know what? I, I say we just go for it. <laughs> we got two, I think, are reasonable. Yeah, I like I would have fun trying to find the others, but yes, I think those are very reasonable. Alright. So Dragonair to Dragonite and Cosmog to Cosmoem are both correct. They Woo! both shrink. So the other answers, uh the other three for you. Uh Gloom to Blossom. Oh, oh, right. Man. I knew that yep. one. Mm-hmm. And then Haunter to Gengar, and then Mewtwo to Mega Mewtwo Y. Actually, I knew that one. I didn't know but I didn't know the Haunter one. Yeah, they all shrink in height. It's weird. Uh, but that gives you guys... You guys are uh, five for four right now, so uh, you guys might be able to make it a perfect seven today. <gasps> Let's see. Depending on this last question, which is a base stat question as always, and because Thatch is running out of highest base stats, we're doing a lowest base stat today. Oh no. Ooh, that that's dirty. <laughs> yes. I want to know what psychic type pokemon has the lowest base attack of all psychic type pokemon. There are many words I want to say and none of them I can say on a family friendly podcast. <laughs> oh, there are so many possibilities. Like Cosmog uh, Cosmog Abra? I don't <laughs> Abra? Solosis? <laughs> Oh gosh, there are so many possibilities. Oh gosh, and only one answer. I feel. Uh, do you feel strongly on anything? Because no. I'm racking no. my brain. Like the one thing I feel strongly about is that we might have to go for six instead of seven and get the uh, hint. 
What do you think? <sighs> My pride. <laughs> I know. I know it hurts. Um, Sublime's listening to this and laughing right now. Just throwing that out there. Sublime can do things. Um, I don't have time to memorize these, my friend. Just the fact that he said this makes me think, is it because Sublime memorized them all, or is it because Esper is also a possibility? Oh, no, it's not Esper. (laughs) I'll tell you it's not Esper. Thank you. Well, like... (laughs) I didn't mean to mislead you there. (laughs) I would be down for just saying Cosmog and just trying for seven. (laughs) Are you sure? Well, I mean, I will tell you that the I will tell you the lowest base attack stat is base twenty. Okay, then it's not Cosma because it has to be a prime number. Yeah, it's probably Abra. Yeah, I mean, because Abra's whole thing is like just super. It has like a hundred and something base special attack. Yes. Okay, Abra, I'm with you there. Yeah, Abra is correct. Yes, With a base twenty. <laughs> it is Abra. Uh, there's a lot of them that are really close, though. Like, at 22, or at 23, we have Why Not. At 24, we have Bronzong. At 25, you have Mime Jr. and Vraults. And then you have Mana at 25 as well. And then Cosmog and Cosmoam at 29. And it's it just, like, there's a lot of them right down there. But that is correct. That is all seven for you guys. So that that almost changes up the leaderboard. Almost. But honestly, wow, Lillian, you, you got most of them. <laughs> You say that like I wasn't second-guessing how to get a Lapras. All right, so right now, in first place, we have Scrawn and Whimsicott with 17 points. Oh. In third place, we have Basket with 12, followed up by Linian in fourth with 11. Sublime and Bosephus are tied for fifth with 10. Seth Vilos in seventh with nine. Jushiro in eighth with six. Our Sigma are in ninth with four. And then Shamu and Snag have yet to get on the board. So that is it for Pokey Quiz today, guys. Uh, if you want to catch, check out more, you can listen to previous shows, but you could also go ahead and listen to uh, or listen to next week. So we're going to shift gears here, and we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube slash pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And welcome to our topic. Our topic today, like I said, is going to be kind of the history of Pokemon releases, at least recent Pokemon releases. I'm not going to go as far back as Gen 5 because I think that's not something that we can really rely on. And also talking about what we expect this week because Pokemon Day is February 27th and there's just like a lot happening. This is probably the most hype Pokemon Day that I've ever seen. And I'm very excited to see if something comes out of it. And I know a lot of the Pokemon community is also excited to see if anything comes out of it. And I really just want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to use the word temper our expectations, but I want us to have the right reaction to whatever happens. Yes. And because I would be definitely lying to say, because most people who are longtime listeners of the show know that I'm typically a very rational person and I don't get excited for things that often, but I am legitimately hyped for this week. If anything just because we're going to get a lot of cool Pokemon content this week, regardless of whether or not a new game announcement comes or not. 
But let's let's just dive into it. So I think we should look at just the past two releases, which is kind of something that I really hate if we want to extrapolate from, because as a scientist, if you have two data points, you can always draw a straight line between them. Uh, this is just like the first rule of geometry, right? If you have two lines or two points, you can draw a line. And this is the same thing. We have two data points. We know two two instances. And depending on what happens in this third instance, maybe we can draw a really pretty line, right? And we, we can get a nice data plot. So let, let's open it up. So the f- Gen 6 was announced as a worldwide release. It was the first worldwide release of Pokemon ever. And we got that announcement at the beginning of January in a Pokemon Direct. So these always come in Pokemon Directs. Everybody that was excited for the Nintendo Direct like two weeks ago, hoping that Pokemon news would come out of it, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> they, they've never announced it in a Nintendo Direct. They've never announced a Pokemon Direct in a Nintendo Direct, which is what other people were expecting. Which I found very odd. Pokemon and Nintendo Directs get announced like a day, maybe two if you're lucky in advance. To be fair to myself, since I was the one who brought it up to you, I was referring to the fact that they put the 2019 game announcement in the same press conference as all the other announcements because they knew that people would just jump at their throats if they didn't. So that's the other thing. That's that's really different this year, right? Mm. They announced, I mean, we we get into this a little bit later, but they announced that the 2019 game exists. Last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, like they, they said, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, that is the first time something like that has happened. It, it's kind of the first time that we've gotten to the point where I don't have to sit here waiting for an announcement, really, right? Because we know the announcement happened. It's more of a reveal of what it is. Yeah, we know it's coming. We just don't know what it's going to look like when it gets here. This isn't like the dread that I felt between Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and the announcement of Sun and Moon, which, by the way, was the longest time between video game release and video game announcement for Pokemon. It was like 430-some days. It was awful. And all of them were filled with me and Snag being bitter about Pokemon Z. Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Z. Well, we're sitting here like predicting Pokemon Z, and it's just like, oh, there's Sun and Moon, which made sense. It was the 20th anniversary, and that's fine. Uh, but so yeah, Pokemon X and Y get announced in like January 10th and we get the starters at the same time. It's really cool. Um, Sun and Moon get announced on Pokemon Day 2016, which is again, February. I think it was February 26th actually that day. It was like the 27th in Japan and the 26th in the rest of the world. Yeah. And so we get the announcement for Sun and Moon kind of not really even like a real announcement because they just kind of showed the titles, which had been leaked the day before. Which leaked the day before. And that that's about it. That's all we saw was uh, just the titles. And they kind of gave us a much slower leak of information. Like, we didn't know anything about... I, I don't think we found out about Solgaleo and Lunala until, like, March. And we we definitely didn't know about the starters until May. Which was so weird. I, I mean, I was kind of okay with that because it was in a different place in that, oh, good, the wait is over, right? Uh, we don't have to real... We don't have to wait for a new game to be announced. The thing that bugged me about that was, yeah, very slow release of information, and then they just tell you everything before the game comes out, which I didn't like. They kind of did that with X and Y as well, though. And I still didn't like it. I, To be fair, I mean, you can say you don't like it as much as you want, but you're definitely in the minority. And we say this every time that you're like worried about spoilers. That is so true. You are definitely in the minority about this. 
Uh, you were also an extremist about spoilers, so I don't know that your opinion is too valid. <laughs> I'm only an extremist about spoiler for certain franchises that I am very committed to. I can be a sane person about most other things. <laughs> but you are you are definitely like a spoiler extremist. But yeah, no, these are kind of where it's going, right? We We have these two events that have already happened in the past. The thing that worries me most about getting expecting a game announcement this week is probably the way that Sun and Moon was released. And like we got that slow leak of information, right? Because it was kind of a special case in that we got the names on the 20th anniversary, right? Now we're, it's the 23rd anniversary. Are they going to care that much? I really doubt it, right? Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to try to build it up. Granted, they they are really building up Pokemon Day. We we kind of started mentioning in the news like Twitch is going to start showing Pokemon anime again on the twenty seventh. Nintendo NY, the formerly the Nintendo World Store, formerly the Pokemon Center in New York, is going to be having these treehouse events and like Q and As and events the whole week, five days like straight with Nintendo treehouse Q and As, which I find really weird and really exciting uh, because treehouse typically isn't in the development cycle either. Yeah, that's it's strange. It just it's new enough where I don't know if I want to go off old patterns. But what's what's bugging me more than anything and why I think some sort of major announcement about the game, I don't know what to expect in it. But I think something has to be coming this week and that's just mostly because of the time frame because we know it's coming 2019. And even if it comes Q4, which it typically doesn't, they come in like I said it's Q4. It is Q4. Yes. It's it's going to it's going to come out the 22nd of November 2019. I have no doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean even we have that much time. But that's in the budget of games press especially as we we're starting, you know, to get more into like it used to be like you should drop something at A3 and then it came out that fall and that's fine, but the hype cycles are getting longer in games as a whole. I mean, you've got people talking, they've got announcements for like if you want to stay in Japan, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, we have we don't even know when that's coming out, but they're already starting to drop information, little teaser kind of things, a little bit. I'd have to disagree to an extent, right? Because if we look at the beginning of each generation, like Generation Six, Generation Seven, yes, they're early, but. If you look at when we start getting real information for Gen 7, that's a little bit later. It's like May. And if you look at every other game release that's happened in Gen 6 so far, or game announcement, like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire were announced in May. You also had Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee announced in June. You had Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon announced in June. And there, there's kind of this like late cycle, like around May, where they kind of start dropping information. So I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they didn't say anything until May. I, I, they'll definitely say something before E3, and I've got my reasons as to why they're going to do that. But I wouldn't be surprised to delay the release one because Let's Go is doing phenomenal numbers, and I don't think they want to take the focus off of that yet. That is a good point. As soon as they do that, like their marketing's kind of shifted to like, hey, here's a new game. Granted, Let's Go, I think Let's Go is kind of like, it kind of peaked. It's at the tail end of its sales cycle. Like it's already gone through a holiday season. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, uh, honestly. Like, right, Sun and Moon got announced, and then we didn't hear about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon until June. So they don't really care that much about that. I wouldn't be surprised if there is an announcement this week, though. Like, I, I'm really 50-50 on this. I don't lean one way or the other. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in May. I wouldn't be surprised if it was this week. I'd, I'd like it to be this week. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, 
A counter-argument to what you said is that all of the games that you mentioned that were announced in the summer were not the first game of a new generation. I, I do agree with that. I, I mean, I fully agree with that sentiment. The thing that kind of drives me towards that even more, though, is like we were talking about, we didn't really get any information for Sun and Moon until May. Like, that's when we got Sogaleo, Lunala, Poplio, and, and stuff like that. And we all learned that Rollet was the best. And if you look at the Gen 6 announcement, we got Yvettel, we got Xerneas, we got... Uh, the starters. The starters, all in January. And it was just one really cool hype announcement, like, here's the next generation of Pokemon. And they probably had, like, their strongest set of starters, I think, in a quite a long time at that point. And yeah, I could totally see them waiting to have that kind of announcement, but in May. I think it'll happen before E3. Like, I, I will say 99% it'll happen before E3. A actually, 100%. I will say 100% it'll happen before E3. And that's just always wrong, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I will say 100% is going to happen before E3. Because, I mean, a lot of people are getting really hype because the Pokemon Twitter account right now is doing a countdown of like, hey, check out all the Pokemon regions, right? And the last one ha ends on the uh, 26th, the day before Pokemon Day. Uh, granted, they did a countdown to Pokemon Day last year as well. And we got literally no announcement and we were all a little disappointed. I guess at this point, the real argument becomes, if they do not announce anything, what the heck are all those five hours of Treehouse going to be about? So I think they're going to announce something. Something should come. I think something should come like in if I were to if I were a betting man, I would say, yes, we're going to get a Pokemon Direct on the 27th and it's going to include game announcement, but followed up by more Pokemon spinoff games like Pokemon Quest happened. That was a thing that happened. We all played it for a day and we're like, meh, and I can see that happening or them adding Gen 2 to Pokemon Quest or something like that. Oh, uh. please no. And they, they talk about that and then we get maybe another announcement for a... Uh, another spinoff title, and they talk about these spinoff titles, because Nintendo Treehouse would be involved in spinoffs. Yeah. It wouldn't be involved, it's never been involved in the main po series Pokemon game, maybe they've changed that, which is fine by me as well. Um, but I, I can see it kind of being one of those things where it's like, hey, let's talk about Pokemon, and talk about this context of it. And while I think a Gen 8 announcement is likely, I wouldn't say guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, I think it's likely, I am going to be okay if nothing comes out. I'll be okay if this is the Pokemon Fire Emblem crossover, and that's why they really got Treehouse. Oh, dude, uh, <laughs> I would be so hyped for that, though. We need Just to stop deluding ourselves. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think we just... I think the thing I, mo I would be most afraid of is it going and it being an announcement about something else and then just the internet being the internet and just going absolutely crazy. Which oh, is never yeah. fun. I think if they want to be just fan pleasers this week, if they're going to do an announcement, if there is going to be a general Pokemon Direct, anything like that, you do a really cool... I mean, you kind of do it like how they announced Pokken Tournament DX, right? They're just like, hey, here's Pokken Tournament DX, and then you're just like, here's Ultra Sun and Moon at the end of the trailer. The, right. By the way, the Pokemon trailers in Gen 7 were kind of just like right on point. Oh, they were amazing. I love All them. of them. I've been looking for the music for years, and I could never find a clean version of it. So it was fantastic. So good on them for like do, like the little minor plots and everything. I love it. And I, I hope they continue it on when we get the next Pokemon game as well. But 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they do a Pokemon Direct, they have to announce it, and they don't want like to deal with the fans tweeting at them being upset. I can definitely because they even ha- that even happened when they announced Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, even though there was like 2019 is going to have the real Pokemon game, and people are just like, man, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are going to be the new standard Pokemon, aka Scrawn. <laughs> and it's just like, no, the new game's coming out, and like they they said it's going to be the traditional format, blah blah blah, and that's what it's going to be. I know a lot of people want it to be what Breath of the Wild was to Zelda. And I use Breath of the Wild specifically because they try to lump a Mario Odyssey in with that as well. And granted, I don't think Mario Odyssey was that much of a stretch for like 3D Mario. No, it really wasn't. It was literally just Mario 64 and I felt really good about it. Like It was just better Mario 64. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was no Breath of the Wild. It didn't reinvent anything, but it was really good at what it did. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I want Pokemon to be. I want it to be the yeah. Odyssey, right? <laughs> I want it to be the Odyssey. <laughs> I want it to be the Mario Odyssey, not the Breath of the Wild. I don't need open world Pokemon. I don't need anything that changes the format. Uh, I would like to see, and this is just a minor step aside from everything else, I would like to see Jim's return. I'd be such a big fan. Only because I'm just, I, I'm definitely a nerd and I like being able to buy like somebody making the badges, right? And that's going to happen <laughs> right out the gate. Somebody's going to make the badges in a pin form and I'm going to buy them. And I, I'm just a sucker for badges. Z-Crystals were cool and all, but I think badges are way cooler. Ooh, by the way, did you hear why the Earth badge looks like it does in Gen 1? Uh, no, why, why is that? It looks like a feather, right? Because originally Giovanni was supposed to be a flying-type gym leader. Oh, interesting. They found that little bit of data, like, in that alpha version of oh, yeah, Red that and just Green came out that came out this week. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I really hope that Gen 8 kind of brings some of the old back to the table. I, I liked what Sun and Moon did. I don't think it was bad. I would like to see gym leaders come back, make gym leaders a little bit more integrated into the game. I think they still did that poorly with the yeah. trial leaders. There was definitely an opportunity for it, and they tried. I would really like to see it just a little bit more there. Like, just give us a little bit more interaction. Gen 5 did such a good job of that. And I just want, like, a little bit more, like, overworld, like, hey, look, the gym leader's outside of the gym, doing not gym stuff. Yeah. And I, I think that's a fantastic story-building tool. Uh, I, they, they can learn a lot from Gen 5, like, good and bad things. And, and I would like to see that in Gen 8, just kind of like, hey, let's take all the good things, but then be like, hey, let's not make it a soft reboot. Exactly. More Anne, more Whimsicott, less only new Pokemon. I think that was the only reason it was it was bad. Uh, it was just the new Pokemon thing. It was an interesting concept. Just nobody wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, and it brought with it the two worst things about Gen 5. The not being able to play with whatever you want and the 7 billion Xeroxid Pokemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Gen 5. I like it as a playthrough. It aged very well. Yeah. Going back through it. But I just don't think it was a great shot at the time. I, I think story-wise, though, it was fantastic. And they can implement it. And then 10 Little Men can disagree all you want. I, but I think there's a lot of story elements there that could have been brought in. And if you could like, if you could make the story elements from Sun and Moon kiss the story elements from Black and White, I think you've got a fantastic story and probably one of yeah. the best stories in a Pokemon game. Oh, yes. Because Sun and Moon had good good things as well, minus Howe's love for Malasadas. And I, I just think if you mix that with, like, 
a lot of the world building they put into black and white. I think it was really good. Minus the definitely gray area in villain motive until they're just like, man, I can't even tell if these are the bad guys. Oh, wait, now they're kicking them money. They must be the bad guys. All right, these guys have an actual... These guys have an actual point. We need to make them so comedically evil that the characters don't realize that they have a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a reverse Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see what they come up with. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a game announcement this week. Uh I I think a lot of people are also hoping for that game announcement. And I just want them the tempering the expectations is like too strong of what I want to say. I just want people to have reasonable expectations, right? Like, yes, all, all signs point towards, yes, this week is when it's going to happen. But if it doesn't happen, let's all just kind of be like a little disappointed and let's not be angry at Pokemon. Let's be disappointed at Pokemon, right? Let's, let's be civilized fish. Let's be civilized fish about this. Let's keep (sighs) swimming. Let's all just keep on going with our lives. Let's be civilized fish. Let's be wishy-washy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Linian. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so guys, let's do something that civilized fish would do and make a bet. Okay. I Loser, see. Loser, mm-hmm. buy the other two a drink at PuckleCon. <laughs> what are we going to get this week? I'm saying just a title and a release date. Oh, we're not getting a release date. We know the release date. We're not going to get the release date officially announced. I think if I were, if I have to bet on getting an alcoholic beverage from somebody, I am going to bet that we will get a game. We will get titles for the game, and then maybe some kind of nonsense spinoff thing. I, I think that's what we'll get. Like if I have to predict what's going to happen this week, I think we'll get. Hey, here's the title screen, and here's some spinoff nonsense to go with it. I think it's going to be more like the announcement when we got Pokemon Tournament DX. When it was the trailer was all about Pokemon Tournament DX being on the Switch, and then at the end they're just like, "Hey, look, these kids are playing on the 3DS, and it's Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. It's a new game. Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's I think that's more of what we're gonna get. Like, we'll probably get some kind of like celebration of Pokemon video, and it'll be like, "Hey, look, Pokemon Quest is getting Skarmory," and everybody's like, "Man, nobody cares." <laughs> And then we'll just be like, oh, by the way, here's Pokemon Scrawn and Thatch versions. Come and get it. And that's all we're going to get. We're not going to get it. We're not going to get a release date, like an official release date. It's not going to happen. I'm going to take mine and I'm going to double, triple, and quadruple down on the crazy. I say we are going to get titles, main character model shot, and the starters. But we aren't going to get anything about the region. That's my that's Oof. my call. I think we'll be able to infer the region from the names. Probably. I think we will. That's that's what I'm going to say. I don't know if I feel too confident about getting starter models. I don't know how I feel about that. I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't know about starter models, but I think we, I, the character, I think we might get a, a, a like a, a head, because it's, it's the whole new system, right? A whole new engine. So to me, a, a shot showing that off is kind of, I, I think that jives with what they would be going for. So I'm going to say main character model. Maybe not like a T-pose thing, but just like a, a shot from the, the opening. I think maybe. we'll get the Sugimori art and that may, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like, I think we'll get the Sugimori art of the main character. I don't Fair. think we'll get, <laughs> I don't think we'll get like in-game footage uh, because they're going to want that to be as polished as they can possibly get it. And after playing, like, this is the hundredth time I've said it on this show, but after playing Let's Go, I know they're going to want to polish it. Yeah. 
because Let's Go is definitely an unfinished game. Yeah. Like, that did not pass the Nintendo seal of approval. If, not Masuda, but if uh, uh, Miyamoto would have seen that game, I think he would have been like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> he might he might have, and then Pokemon says, Papa Nintendo, you were breathing down our neck. This is what you get. Let us go make the real game. Yep. <laughs> you know what we can all agree on, though, is that Something is going to come out, like a mini trailer or a video or something, and whatever the information is in there, we're gonna be in the Discord server saying, Oh, I bet this means that, and I bet that means that! And our Sigma is going to come in, like, after 30 seconds with all of the facts, because he's the only one who bothers to check Pokemon.com. <laughs> 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 to be fair, when it comes to new releases, I always check Pokemon.com for their official press release because they actually know what's going on. And then I sit there and after Sun and Moon's announcement cycle, I have to sit there and I have to like read everything out loud to people because if I don't read it out loud, I know I'll miss something because <laughs> that's the moment. That's how like I like... You figured out Sil Valley. How I figured out Sil Valley, yeah, exactly. Because I didn't figure out Sil Valley until we got, like, the RKS system, and I was reading it out loud, because me and my op- former office mate used to just go over the news when it came out, and we would talk about that. So that, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'll be in the Discord server, and I'll be reading off Pokemon.com. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to bring the truth to voice chat, and our Sigma is going to bring the truth to text chat. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. I'm just going to be reading. It's like reading the Bible on the summit, except uh, except it's going to be me reading Pokemon.com. All I know is whenever they just schedule the direct, it will always be the hour after my lunch break. So I have to just it's sit gonna be, there. It's going to be at like 10 a.m. Eastern, and it's going to be at a time that none of us can watch with, when we have jobs. Boy, I, 10 a.m. Eastern is my lunch hour. That'd be great. That's when I come in. That's what it usually is. It's like 10, it's like 10 a.m. Eastern typically. And it's gonna, it's gonna upset me because like I don't have good reception at work and I'm gonna get like <laughs> flickers of what's going on. And I'm not gonna know what's going on until. Don't worry, Thatch. I'm gonna call your phone and yell, Sino confirmed! No matter what happens. <laughs> Please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> oh. All right. I will, while you're at work, and people are going to get very, very worried about the stuff that you know about. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I, I think this is a good place to stop. Uh, we'll, we're going to take a, another short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. Celebrate Pokemon Day in style this year by going to the Puckle Tea Public Store, where you can find a great number of new designs on there, including Slowbro Surfing Company, Linkachu if you're into Zelda as well, Welcome to Alola, and some really cool Japanese-inspired t-shirts as well. Uh, we've got plenty of cool new things up there. Uh, my personal favorite is the Grass Arrow Strike t-shirt from last week's Decidueye Pokemon of the episode. So if you guys want to go ahead and check out uh, our Tee Public store, you can do so by checking out the show notes down below, or you can go to tpublic.com slash store slash store. And you can find all these things out. It's a great way to support the show. We really appreciate it. And on Pokemon Day, February 27th, the entire site is going to go on sale for 30% off. So you can get your twenty, your $14 t-shirts instead of $20. You can go ahead and get your $11 mugs instead of $15 and so on and so forth. So all of these designs are great. I suggest going to check it out. I already own a few of these myself. So please go check out the Puckle Tea Public Store if you haven't already. <laughs> Okay. 
of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 774, Minier, the Meteor Pokemon. Its Pokemon Moon Pokedex entry reads, If its core stays exposed, it will soon die off. It is possible that it may survive if it's put into a Pokeball quickly enough. So in order to save it, you have to bludgeon it with something you throw at it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Minior is actually, I mean, it's kind of like a one-trick pony. Like, there's not too many sets you can run on Minior. And it also has the interesting ability in Shields Down, because it's got two base stats, essentially. Yeah. Is what it's got. So you've got uh, you've got Shields Down Minior when it's in its Meteor form. It's more defensive. Uh, base 60, HP attack, special attack speed. And then when you get to its core at 50% health, you get to Minior. And it's base 60, HP and defense and special defense day. However, uh, attack, special attack go up to 100 and speed goes to 120, which is kind of nutsos. Yeah, it's a really good speed tier. It's a really, really good speed tier. And so Minior gets to do that crazy nonsense with that. And the big thing that it can do, and probably the only thing it can really do, is use Shell Smash, which is uh, which will double its attack, special attack, and speed. But it's going to decrease its defenses. But you run something like White Herb to counteract that. And White Herb is important because Minior also gets access to Acrobatics. And you can imagine something with like... Uh, I think it comes out to like 600 base attack, 640 or 656 base attack at level 100. Uh, you're going to get uh, acrobatics on that at double power. So it's 110 base acrobatics. With stab. With stab. And so like it's doing a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is pretty much uh Minior's thing. You run that, you run Earthquake, and then the substitute slot... Or not the substitute the slot, but the fourth slot, you can run substitute or a rock type move, typically Stone Edge in. Uh, I am a fan of the team we're going to talk about. I am a fan of the substitute slot for that one, just because if you get the sub up, you can do a couple things. One, you can force the shields down if you haven't already. Yep. And two, you, you can also just kind of build up like a wall up against something if you have a free setup turn. Yeah, if there is just, like, one Pokemon that can still kill you with a priority move and you get the sub up, mm-hmm. you get a chance to kill it before it kills you, essentially. Exactly. It's a, it's a really big... It's really big. And some... T- some Even Minior, at some point, needs... It can't two-hit KO, or it can't one-hit KO everything, but it can two-hit KO, and that really allows you to get that two-hit KO. Yeah. So, it, it, it's good. I'm a fan. So, the, the team we put it on today, um, so we, we've got that Minior. We already talked about this Minior. 252 attack. Um, I think its HP stat needs a little bit of tweaking uh, because Whimsicott informed me that it takes three uh, three substitutes to get you to the core form. Yeah, because without HP investment at level 100, it goes to um, an odd HP stat. So Yeah, exactly. So, it will take three. Uh, we're running Adamant Minior here as well because if you're Shell Smash, you're going to be plenty fast. <laughs> On a base 120 shell smash, you, you, you outspeed anything. You outspeed things with scarves. Yeah, it's, you're going to outspeed things. An interesting thing to know that shell smash doubles your speed, so it's much better than a scarf. And right. there was a time where you could run, like, the very first time I used Minior was in the UUTC two years ago. And I remember that I ran it naive <laughs> because I wanted... I, I wanted Power Gem instead of any other rock type move because I was so afraid of missing moves and I wanted a special option. <laughs> and I EV'd it so that this is going to tell you how old this episode is that I'm talking about. So that 
even in shields down form, so with a base 60 speed, after shells mash, it could outspeed Feromosa by one point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, man, Feromosa used to be allowed. That's, I forget about that. It's so um, crazy. So... So looking at Minior then, we need to start building a team around it so that it doesn't play awfully. And a good Pokemon that pairs with it in the, this is in the RU tier, uh, is Whimsicott, actually. There I am! Yeah, <laughs> and so there, there's a Whimsicott, um, and Whimsicott kind of plays funny. I, I would probably switch out moves personally just for my play style uh, compared to the, this one. Uh, because we've got Friday nights are typically when I test these teams and I didn't get to test this team as much as I wanted to. Uh, so Prankster Whimsicott with leftovers with Moonblast, Encore, Defog, and Memento. I personally am not a fan of Memento. Me neither. I don't want to die. I would slap, I would probably slap something like Energy Ball or something there just so you get the double coverage. Um, this is 252 attack, special attack, 252 speed, just so you're outrunning anything you can. Uh, Defog's real big. I really like Defog and Encore. I think those are both fantastic. Uh, because one of the biggest threats in this tier is probably Bronzong. And and you kind of get walled out by that. And this team doesn't handle Bronzong very well. So that's, that's probably the one thing I wish we could do a little bit differently here. But you've got Whimsicott. It pairs up really well. It t- takes most of Minior's weaknesses uh, fairly well. And it, it, it can dish out some damage. Yeah, you just need something for ice. And that is the next Pokemon over. Yeah, absolutely. You can talk about that if you want. All right. The next Pokemon and the one after that are actually super fantastic to take care of that ice weakness, which is compounded by yet another team member that is going to be revealed later. We have Metagross with a Shookaberry. It's Adamant, it has Meteor Mash and Earthquake, and then it has Stealth Rock and Bullet Punch. It has max speed and max attack. It's just a nice, solid, offensive, but not too much Metagross. It's definitely just an offensive Metagross. I mean... <laughs> with, like, Stealth Rock. Like, that's all it is. You can make it even more offensive, arguably, so somewhat maybe yes so not too much just the fair amount of offense on a metagross Mm -hmm. and then you have incineroar with an assault vest it has max hp and max attack you don't really need speed for what you want it to do you want it to flare bliss stuff you want a slow u-turn because getting that minior in safely is a big priority if you want to sweep with it and we didn't put u-turn on whimsicott this time so no incineroar gets it and then darkest lariat and knockoff are always good moves on incineroar mm-hmm. absolutely rounding out our other ice weakness that was foreshadowed <laughs> bum 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 we've got flygon quad week uh running it with a choice scarf I'm not a fan of that either, by the way. I'm not a fan of the Choice Scarf. I think there are things in tier, particularly things like Whimsicott, uh, that I don't want to be in on, but I'm not sure if I want to Scarf. But it's running Choice Scarf here. I This is more to my play style. I play very aggressively, but I, I can see other options there. Um, it's running it with uh, U-Turn for your super quick uh, switch bounce. Uh, it's got Outrage. Once you've cleared Fairies, it's RU. There aren't a whole lot of them. It's like Whimsicott and Gardevoir. Yeah. <laughs> You've got EQ for stab and just ground coverage, and then Dragon Claw for when you want Dragon-type damage, but you don't want to be locked in without being able to switch, and you don't want that confusion. I, I think a good option would be to... Uh, honestly, like, your playstyle might fit this, but my, my playstyle... I honestly was kind of hoping for the Dragon Dance. Like, um, so, so full disclosure, Seth's awesome. He's been the one that's been helping out with these team builds every week. He and I typically get to sit down and like test it one night a week. Um, and we make tweaks and everything. 
Um, Sigma will help with that too, typically. And uh, I, I honestly probably would have done something different with Flygon. I just don't like the choice scarf. I don't think Flygon ever did anything clutch, per se, <laughs> the entire time. With a small amount of time, I got to play with it. I think Flygon did too much. I mean, because it looks like it looks like um, when you finish off the team, it looks like we got a good fantasy core, and at the same time, we also got a good uh, we also get a good fire, water, grass core. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of Flygon to begin with. Like competitively, it's got a cool design. I just don't think it's that good. I think what Flygon does here is if you fail to set up Minior, it can be a backup cleaner at the end. I'd be concerned about having too many setup sweepers, particularly ones that are boosting both attack and speed, just because at, at some point you need something that can just get in and kill something. If you're worried about not being fast enough to go and sweep anything they're going to be throwing at you, I, I don't want to be delayed turns in getting that out. And I think that's what the choice scarf accomplishes. I agree. I don't, it's just just overall in this team. I, I had issues with uh, I had te- issues playing two different Pokemon, which are pretty prominent in RU. Uh, one was Bronzong. Um, we haven't got to the last member, but um, Bronzong was just a big issue. We we only have like Incineroar that handles Bronzong, but it handles it pretty darn well. It does, but the problem is if your opponent plays around your Incineroar, you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. And and that can happen. I, I I'm usually not a fan of having only one answer to Pokemon that are that prominent in a tier. I like to have two, and so I mean that's something to think about. Um, the other one's Mandibuzz. There, there's not much other than Whimsicott that can, and even then, it doesn't do a lot to Mandibuzz. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to think about. Uh, Mandibuzz is kind of a problem there. You could kind of use uh, the last member on that team, I guess, if you really wanted to use Gastrodon. It's running uh, your standard lot of health, a little defense, a lot max special defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Scald, you've got Recover, but for Mandibuzz, you have Earthquake, which... <laughs> you Not not Earthquake, uh, it's Toxic. I, words. But the problem the problem there is, like, you're going to just be sitting there, like, Toxic stalling, and I, I don't know, as a, as a player, I just hate having to Toxic stall. I mean, I hate having to do it, but it's, it, it's a functional answer. I would respect the team a little bit, to avoid it, but I do think you can handle Mandibuzz, you just have to be very careful about how you do it. I personally would take Flygon, and I would probably replace it with something that can Volt Switch. Honestly, what I would do with Flygon, if you want to keep Flygon and your problem is um, is Mandibuzz, is I would replace either Outrage or Dragon Claw with Thunder Punch. <laughs> I would still replace it with the Volt Switch mod. <laughs> I mean, you you know I love Voltarn, but it's my my baby Flygon. It wears footy pajamas. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can be sad. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's honestly like Seth made this team just for me. So. <laughs> uh, the other option, I guess, if you really, I mean, substitute I like a lot on Minior, especially on this set. Yeah, it's, it's Stone Edge would help. Yeah, Stone Edge would would just massacre. Uh, if you can get that accuracy, Stone Edge never hits. But if it does hit, it'll probably knock it out. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree that uh, Stone Edge would be would probably reconcile the Mandibuzz problem. It still doesn't reconcile the uh, what do I want to call it? it? It doesn't. It doesn't really reconcile the Bronzong problem. No, I, I don't know. There's not really one. There's not a one mon solution there. No, and it's I don't know. Is you can get something that like what I really want is Luxray to be a dark electric type that's what i want <laughs> and, and that would work out so perfectly 
and that th- like that would that would fix everything, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and still be an RU. <laughs> yeah, but this is uh, this is Pokemon for you. And if you want to check out this team, you can check out the team of the episode article that Seth is going to be putting on PucklePodcast.com. If you want to get a shiny Minior, you can join the Patreon. We also give away a not shiny version to not patrons. Uh, we post that on our Twitter and in the Discord when we do those giveaways. So definitely check that out this week, though, if you want uh, some cool Minior action. We'll have to choose the color for the mini R. Oh my <gasps> The answer is blue. And Oh, I wanted to do the green one this time, <laughs> but I'm fine with blue. It's Puckle's official color. That's true. <laughs> uh, so that is that is going to be it this week, guys, for this Poke of the Episode. However, we still got more for the show for you guys. We got a couple emails to read. So we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Top of the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to people if we remember. I keep saying this in the last, like, two or three episodes we haven't given it to anybody. So... Uh, that all that does is it turns your name on our Discord server to a, a cool green color. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this segment is where we read listener emails. You can send an email to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, last week we asked you guys, I forget what it was, uh, what features you'd like to see return in Generation 8. So I, I'm really excited to see what, what's going to come in there. Uh, but before we begin, uh, I want to try something different uh, and maybe make this part of the regular show. But I want to ask you guys, since you guys weren't on the show last week. Uh, what what features would you like to see return from from past games into Gen Eight? Oh, this is like a dream come true. I finally get to answer the mailbag question <laughs> again. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I want the Pokey Radar. Everybody wants oh. the Pokey Radar. That's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. The PSS, the Pokey Radar, Dexnav is fine if you're not gonna give me Pokey Radar. I like Dexnav better than Pokey Radar personally. Dexnav, Dexnav's the only thing I want back. <laughs> Everything else I feel like can stay dead. The PSS. The PSS. Don't lie to yourself, Lenny, and stop it. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't mind. I didn't... Okay. It was definitely a downgrade. I was not enraged. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a downgrade. It makes Wanderlocks so hard to do. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, that's on you. That's not as intended. You can't go into a restaurant and say that because it didn't have salt packets that you can't do some random Facebook challenge. That's not how things work. I don't know what that is referring to, and we're going <laughs> to stop know. it there. Uh, <laughs> so we let's, let's see what other what some of our listeners thought about that and what features they'd like to see return to the game. So our first one is from uh, Knox. I, I have Knox. Greetings Thatch and his cooperation of captivating coherent co-hosts. Mmm, I like that. Mmm, that's the first time I've been called coherent. Tis I, (laughs) tis I, come on, tis I, Knox. First time writer, long time Puckle fan. I would love to see many old features return. First of all, I think the Pokeathlon with some spicy Switch online features would be great. I'm down. Mm-hmm. And I think we can finally declare HM's dead, and the Poke Ride feature is here to stay. I agree to HM's dead, Poke Ride, 
Not so sure. I think that we all know that Pokemon that that Pokemon following you are here to stay. I would love to see more Megas and just give us a Battle Frontier. Also make Legendaries hard to catch again. It feels like since Black and White, we've been literally given the Legendaries. I'm appreciating the difficulty of Legendary and, of Mewtwo and the Burbs in Let's Go. So hopefully we get more of that. Also, I hope they continue the Ultra Beasts. Have a great day. Thatch, co-hosts, and Puckle listeners alike. This is Nox, signing off. Until next time, friends. No problem. Yeah, no, I kind of, I mean, I hope Battle Frontier comes back, too. That would be nice. Like, good Battle Frontier, though. Thatch, it's been 15 years. It's not coming back. That's not true. It hasn't been 15 years. It's only been 10. (laughs) No, it's, no, because the one in Platinum doesn't count. The one in Platinum kind of counts. Um, (laughs) No. And if, like, it's not, it's not, okay, so I will say the one in Platinum counts because it has one of, like, the three good facilities from Emerald. The Battle Factory? Uh, The Battle Factory. Like, it has Battle Factory. And I think, I think that's literally all you need to make me not hate your Battle Frontier. Is if you put Battle Factory in it. I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> they, they can all suck, but if I've got the factory, I'm set. Yeah. Look, that's like saying the third X-Men movie doesn't suck because Wolverine is in it. But it doesn't because Wolverine I haven't seen it. any of the X-Men movies, so I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw Logan. I did see Logan. I, I assume that's Wolverine. It had Hugh Jackman in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, but we do have... Another email from uh, Pokey Stud or Pokemon Stud. I guess he, he wants to be called now. Uh, Whimsicott, I think you have this one. Yes, but I'm not going to do the voice this time. <laughs> Just as a heads up. Okay. Hello, Pokemonians. It's the one and only Pokemon Stud, the stud muffin of the Pokemon universe. Pokemon has many, many features that are memorable and some not so much. I'm looking at you, Festival Plaza. But here are my top two features I want in Generation 8. 1. Bring the PSS back. Aim into that. Right. We Pokemon fans need to make a petition or something to fix their online connectivity between friends. Even though PSS was simple, it gave us everything we wanted. And I know we don't have a bottom screen anymore, but what they can do is replace the Rotom decks with a new PSS system where, if a friend is online, it will pop up on your screen or a notification on the top right of your Switch. What do you think? The Switch already has that. It does, except it's the left. Yep, that's <laughs> true. That's so true. But yeah, no, I, I think it would be, like, that's what they should do. I mean, it's very easy to integrate. I, I read this email earlier this week, and I, I thought of it to myself. I'm like, yeah, you could just put it in a menu, you know? Like, just make it a quick button press, because Pokemon, we've literally proven that Pokemon takes a uh, it takes a control stick and a button. Yep. Like, we've proven this with Let's Go. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. Two buttons and a control stick. So we've got more than that on the Switch, right? So make it so that when I hit, like, the shoulder buttons on the Switch, it pulls up my friends list off to the side, right? My PSS off to the side and all my friends are there. Maybe not the shoulder buttons. I mean, I hit those by miskit all the time, but... Yeah, but you get what I mean. Just hit a button. Yeah, I get what you mean. So, two. Bring back the Battle Frontier. Some may not want it, but hear me out. I think they are planning to bring it back because in older games they did have hints that they may one day integrate it into the new games. Like in Omega Ruby 
In Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, if you pressed A on the Battle Frontier monument, it said, The Battle Frontier project has started. I even attached a picture of it. It was such a fun place to battle other trainers and test your Pokemon, and who knows, maybe they can combine the PSS and the Battle Frontier to make a much cooler and better festival plaza that everyone can like. What are your thoughts? Sorry for the long email, Pokemon stud. Winky face. So I just want to start my reply to this by I always try to make I, I try really hard to not repeat myself a lot on the podcast from episode to episode. But I, I this is one of those things that I guess like I, I try to avoid saying all the time. But I forget that it's been so long that people who have found the show haven't heard me say it yet. <laughs> Uh, because this wasn't Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire where they said the Battle Frontier project is on their way, but we did talk about this and there was actually an interview where they said, yeah, we just did that as a tribute because we didn't want to spend all of the time putting the actual Battle Frontier in because we didn't think that a lot of people were going to want the Battle Frontier. And yeah, I, I don't, I like, it just blows my mind. Like you give me an extra seven badges to go get in fun, different formats. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. And. If you start, like, looking at hints, you're just gonna drive yourself mad, because, as Dash said, most of them are tributes or just tiny nods to stuff. Like, can you just start to wrap your mind around the fact that they are kind of trying to imply that the protagonist of Pokemon Let's Go either is or is in contact with the protagonist of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon... Because <laughs> in Pokemon Let's Go, you get an autograph from Lieutenant Surge, and that autograph is in a room in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. <laughs> so the other thing to to okay, so this has been happening though since like the beginning of this podcast, even. So there's an episode, like episode like thirty eight, episode thirty eight of the podcast. This is literally like three hundred fifty episodes ago. Episode thirty eight. We were talking about the speculation that was going on in the Pokemon community for Pokemon Gold and Silver remakes. Granted, the Gold and Silver remakes happened. There were things that were legitimate, like, hey, Cotton Johto is in the is in the data for Diamond and Pearl, right? Uh, but the like these things went super crazy. Yeah, I remember. And one of them was the Pokeball in the middle of the Pokemon centers in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl is gold <laughs> and silver. Hence. <laughs> There will be gold and silver remakes. I still tell that story to my siblings to this day after hearing it on the podcast. As you should, because it's just like it's just like a cold reminder of like I don't know, it, like we I've been in this for so long now. This is my twelfth year of Pokemon podcasting. And like I've been in it so long that like you just see the trends start to repeat themselves. But but he tweeted out a picture of a Weedle, and if you <laughs> add up the start of the Stardust values <laughs> uh, the one thing we didn't talk about in the main topic by the way is uh this is one thing that i think is legit and says that like we're definitely getting something soon ish is that right now pokemon is doing on their twitter they're like highlighting a pokemon with the let's go art and talking like hey bulbasaur has a bulb on its back blah 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 it's really cute and every day they're doing a pokemon right now i think they just got to wiggly tough and it's something like that but if you actually trace out the days, Mewtwo happens the day of the E3 presentation. Oh, uh, so just just something to like keep in mind. They do they, some of these things are legitimate. Uh, not all of them, though. <laughs> yeah, can we just like teeny tiny moment for Bulbasaur? Like 
the new image that came out in the new Detective Pikachu trailer. It's adorable. And it's not just adorable, it was colorized to black and it's literally it toothless, like toothless from Dragon Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Alright. <laughs> well, that's where we're going to end the mailbag. Um, if you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Once again, Patch. that is pucklepodcast.gmail.com. What are you saying? Oh, Green Taurus Patch. One sec. Let me do the mailbag question before I forget. Uh, at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, you could email us with a, with an answer to what do you expect to see happen this week? And if it already happened, what happened and what's your reaction to it? <laughs> Send those in to pucklepodcast.gmail.com. But Green Taurus Patch, there are two to choose from. I have to choose Knox. Really? Yeah, I like Knox. You know, Knox had a lot of content in his email for as short as it was. I'm going to have yeah. to go with Knox. I like Knox. Knox, you get it, man. Come to the Discord. Ask for it. We'll give it to you. But that is that is it. Uh, if you want to catch up on more Puckle Awesomeness, first of all, go check out the Puckle Plus feed. You're going to get Game Corner, TCG Cast, Battle Cast, Puckle Live, all of those over there. You're going to get a lot of cool shows, just a little bit of extra what's going on, maybe some even deeper dives. It's also a much more relaxed environment than this show typically is, as relaxed as this one already is. Um, <laughs> and because I'm sure Whimsicott's wearing pajamas right now. And I am. I am. Yes, that's what I thought. <laughs> but you can go check out those shows. If you want to catch up with Puckle on social media, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, come to our Discord. Check us out on Facebook. I think we're starting to use Instagram again. And you can, of course, uh, check out our subreddit. All of those are in the show notes. You can get links to those or just search Puckle Podcast Twitter and you'll find us. Uh, of course, you can uh, always follow us on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast, where Jushiro, myself, and Orange Avenger all stream throughout the week. I do battles. Orange has been doing speed runs, which is really fun. And then Jushiro has been doing the TCG, which he has fun doing as well. It's just a good time. Way to um, kick back with us and just chill even more. You can also support us that way by using a Twitch Prime subscription to help support the show. You can more directly support the show, though, and get something in return by going to Public At our Public store, there's a lot of Pokemon designs, and there's going to actually be a sale on Pokemon Day. So if you want to go get $14 t-shirts and like $12 mugs or something like that, you can go do that over at uh, tpublic.com slash puckle dash store, I think it's called. And the link's in the show notes and on our website as well. So you can definitely go check out our Public. Bunch of cool Pokemon designs there from other artists, as well as some like Draft League logos and stuff. Um, if you want to more directly support the show even more than that, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast where you can support the show. I think at $500 a month, we're going to bring back movie nights. So that's going to be really cool. That's a cool stretch goal that I'd, I'd like to see us hit. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everybody for listening to the show. Thanks for hanging out this week. So until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I am the Fluffy Swimsicut. And I'm Lydian. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
and Puckle would like to thank all of its patrons for making the show possible. Of course, we'd also like to thank Xander for making that cool intro at the beginning of the show as well. But if you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast and get a host of cool rewards as well as being on the Patreon live show. You could get some cool Pokemon distributions. We just gave away a shiny Magnazone. And you can also, of course, give away uh, pretty much anything. I mean, you can just come on. We have tons of rewards, access to our exclusive Discord. But thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, uh, Christina, or Christian, um, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Dennis, Eric, Michael, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtak, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Rory, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Treby, and The Real Eevee. Thanks to all of you guys for helping make the show possible. We really appreciate the support, and we'll keep on keeping on. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> 